Hi, everybody. My name is Sherry Grunska, and welcome to Barn Management Radio. Thank you for listening in, and I am so excited about this podcast. I'm sitting here drinking a cup of coffee. It's kind of cold outside. I think this morning it was 22 when we were doing chores, and uh, I'm not ready for it at all. (laughs) I'm just not ready for winter. Anyways, today's podcast has been on my heart for a long time. I titled it Horsewoman to Horsewoman, and it's the many stages a woman goes through after she starts her horse business. And we've been in business here at Vinland Stables, uh, boarding horses for over 15 years now. And the reason I decided to do this podcast today and in the month of December is because there are a lot of women out there that I have found out over the years need encouragement. They need to know that If they make a mistake, they can move forward and keep going and learn from it. They need to know they're not alone. They feel exhausted. They feel like they can't balance their horse business, their family, the kids, dinner, and clean clothes. And by the way, what what is clean clothes when you have horses? (laughs) How many times a week do you wear the same muddy jeans, you know? These are all things that happen when you are taking care of horses. It's definitely true for us. And sometimes I look at myself in the mirror mirror and think, wow, I have just aged. And uh, so today's podcast is really from my heart. It is geared for women to be an encourager to them, to let them know that everything I'm talking about to them, to you, to everybody out there, are the same exact things that I went through. And I want you to know that because over 15 years from when we first opened our doors, I've gone through a lot. I have been super happy, super excited, super down and exhausted. But the truth is, when I look back, some of those tough days are what changed me and helped me grow as a barn owner, as a business owner, as a woman, and I learned to value what was really important. So we're going to we're going to dive right in and and talk about some of this fun stuff. You know, I don't even know what to say because everybody's living it across the world, but 2020 has been quite a year. I'm ready to just step off the boat and move on to the next year. And it has been even crazier for people running businesses. And in my venue, which is horse boarding, it has been crazy, um, especially when uh, COVID first broke out. People weren't sure if they should shut their barns, if they should limit the people that came to their barns. It was really a nightmare for us, for people that are judges, for people that are trainers, for horse shows. No one knew exactly what to do. So throw that on top of everything else that we do um, when it comes to taking care of horses every day of the year, seven days a week. And uh, it it was quite a lot. It was quite a lot to think about this year. As women, you know, we go through many emotions. Um, We're created that way. And it's beautiful when you think about how God has created us. But boy, when you're running a business, sometimes the emotions can get the best of it of you. And it definitely put me personally at, you know, to the test at how I wanted to handle my barn and our boarding uh, stable, because at first I was just full of emotions that were excited. I wanted to say yes to everybody. I thought I could do it all. And those emotions sometimes ended up hurting our business. 
Horses are a true joy, and what an honor it is to take care of these beautiful animals that God has created, but they definitely come with many needs. Running a large boarding stable also adds to the pot of daily tasks that need to be done seven days a week and every day of the year. And as women, we try to do it all, especially when we are just starting out. I can remember when we first opened and my kids were only, my daughters were only about four and six years old. And there were times that honestly, I was praying deep inside that they were okay in the house because they were left in the house for a long time while I was talking to clients, taking care of stuff, trying to learn how to do things that those first couple months that we opened. And then over the next couple of years, we made so many changes in our business. And, you know, I look back and I think, would I do it differently? If I know what I do now, of course I would. But that's the problem. When you start a business, I don't care if you have a college degree. I don't care if you have experience up the wazoo. When you have your own business and you are paying the mortgage and all the bills are falling back on you and, and all the liability and responsibility is on you, it is a whole new game. And no one can explain that to you, not even a college book. No one can explain that to you, what that feels like until you're in it. And that is a lot to take emotionally. The emotional side of running your horse business is sometimes a double-edged sword because we are, we are women who want to nurture. We want to be encouraged. Uh, we want to be an encourager. We want to make people happy and create uh, a home at your barn for the people that go there. The other part of it is when you are running a business as a barn manager or barn owner, both, and you're running it all on emotion, that is when things can go bad. You tend to make decisions based on emotion. You are so often trapped in that cycle of worried about if, if a boarder is going to be mad at you, if a client's going to be upset, if you say no, are they going to leave, that you tend to say yes instead of just making the right decision for what's right for you and your family. And this is exactly where people start to call me. Women will start to call me. Usually between the second and third year, I'll get emails or calls from people who have been in business for about that long. And I am not kidding. It can it can stress out a marriage. Um, and my husband and I, David, we went to marriage counseling for this because it was very stressful. It stresses out the family unit. You may all be at home, but it is very easy to get so caught up in everything that needs to be done with the business that you are just ships passing each other. You see each other, you're exhausted, you're dirty, you don't feel like making dinner, pretty soon you're ordering out all the time, you barely eat together because this horse has to have this done, or there's a problem here, or someone needs to talk, or you have a new client coming and going. It's, it's craziness. And how to step off that hamster wheel and slow down is what I try to show people how to do, show women how to do, to... First, put your family first, and then the business second. And we're going to talk about a little bit of that today. And that happens, I think, first of all, when you stop running your business completely on emotion, you start running it, just running it as a businesswoman, 
trying to find a balance in there for all of it. And that can take years. It took me years to figure that out. Um, It wasn't easy at first. There were lots of tears in those first few years. And it's not that I became hard or coarse, but I did learn that it's okay to say no. Another thing that happens when you have a brand new business that you call your own is learning to take ownership of your new role. And what I mean by that is I have talked to several women throughout the years who boarded their horses, for example. They boarded at a barn and the barn was closing down or things were changing and they've actually purchased that place and they decided they were going to run it. And what happens is that even though they now own the stable, everybody there still recognizes them as a boarder and not a barn owner or a manager. It's hard for people all of a sudden to maybe take advice or even instruction or changes from someone who they always felt was the same as them, an equal, a border. And the truth is you're not anymore. You are now a business owner and that whole dynamic changes. And with that, there's emotion in that too, because as the new business owner, you can feel very isolated when you realize that people are starting to look at you differently, especially when you need to talk to them about things like picking up after themselves, picking up their manure, maybe changing the rules, and now they don't like some of those rules. This is very real, and it's, it is a hard thing for women to deal with, and it takes time to work through that. I've always liked the saying uh, for women, well, for anybody, but it's, it's a very true saying for men and women, but I try to remember myself, if you don't lead, then someone else will, and I don't think it could be any truer than a boarding barn. <laughs> a boarding stable. I know this firsthand when we first opened up, you know, I was living in some fantasy world. I thought we were going to have all these horses here and I was going to just continue doing my merry life. And boy, things got crazy. And I didn't want to lead. I had never been a business owner. I had never been a barn manager. I'd worked at stables, but I'd never been the one, the go-to person. And I didn't want to lead. So because I didn't, other people did. And other people started telling other people what to do. They even were telling me what to do. And I kind of let it happen. I let them tell me what to do. And our barn went downhill really fast. The climate changed completely. It was became very negative. People were backstabbing each other. People were being so disrespectful not following the rules. And that was my fault. There was no one to blame but me. And I I believe now until you get that part of your barn, your stable, your training program, right, you're going to have problems. And it's just the way people are. If there's no one leading them, then someone's going to step up to the base and they don't have any skin in the game. They don't have any vested interest in the stable. They're going to do what works best for them and their horse. And that's just natural life. That's just the way it works. So I really believe that if you are going to run a business, run a horse stable, it's already going to be hard because you're dealing with large animals. Everything about it is physical. You're dealing with the weather. I want you to start streamlining how you do things. And it's not about just the chores. It's about how you are running it. 
you as the barn manager, you as the barn owner, you as the trainer. It's about you taking control and saying, this is how we're going to do it because you're going to design it for what works best for you and your family. And when you start to make those changes, you know, you might lose some clients. I lost a bunch of them at first, but those first couple years where we were making all these changes and horses were leaving, clients were upset. And I get why they were upset. They were upset because I had promised many things that I realized I couldn't come through on. When you start making those changes, if you are brave enough, have the courage to stay strong and make the changes that work for you, then the right clients will find your barn and your changes, your rules, the way you do things will work for them. And that is so important for people to figure it out. And I try so hard to teach people to do that. And it is hard. They have a hard time letting go because they're so worried of losing that one, one, two, three clients that they have had there for years. But in the meantime, they're killing themselves and they're beaten down. And that is the part I want you to figure out. And I want you to to take a chance for 2021 and, and make some big changes. You know, when I think about our business and we first opened, one of the things that happened to me over the first couple of years was I lost myself. I lost myself in my business and I see people all the time losing themselves in their business. It happens in any business, but with animals, you're never closed. You have things going on all the time. And I want you to to not do that. <laughs> I don't want you to lose yourself. When that happens, you will lose your friends that are outside the horse world, the people you knew before you started your business. You could lose your family. You lose your personal time. And I can't stress enough how much family comes first and how important it is to reconnect with friends. I had a woman call me a few years ago and it just broke my heart because she had been in business. They had started this large, beautiful boarding facility out in the Midwest and they'd been open like three years. And she has said to me, are you ever going to write a blog about why starting a horse business will ruin your marriage? And her marriage, her husband had checked out mentally. He had just had enough and she had, they had little kids. She didn't even know which way to go. And her dream was falling apart. And I'm not kidding. It happens. So this is why it is so important to put your family first and the business second. And so many people do it the other way. And I get it because I did it too. And things will not go right. Things will not get better until you swap it. And your family comes first and then the business. So I want you to be really clear on that. Because you know what, at the end of your life, it's not going to matter about your business. You're never going to look back and say, Oh, I'm so glad I ran a successful boarding stable. But you will be heartbroken if your marriage fell apart because of that boarding stable. You know, one of the things I wrote in my book, One Horsewoman to Another, I wrote a chapter called Crying is Not a Sign of Weakness. And I'm kind of chuckling to myself as I'm reading my notes, you know, and I wrote in there, horses are good for the soul, but don't allow for pity parties. <laughs> that is true. I can't tell you how many times I had to go out and do chores and I'd been crying and I didn't want to see clients. I didn't want them to see my face. I'd either had a confrontation with a boarder, which has happened. And then your emotions are so hot. You're, you're upset. You know, so I'm one of those people, I'm a crier. So 
sometimes I would cry and, you know, the chores still have to get done. I've grown a lot over the years now and I haven't cried like I did at the beginning, but I've learned that as a business owner and a businesswoman, I think there's a time and a place to cry. I can remember one specific time I had a confrontation with a boarder and she was very strong, dominant, you know, and she was really good with words and she kind of just ate me up alive and I kind of just melted in the corner of a barn. And I remember sitting there on the floor in a state in our stable. I was pathetic. I was crying because she had hurt me so bad. And my farrier walked by, he was doing horses. And I remember he looked at me and we had kind of this eye to eye contact. And I remember feeling mortified. I was so embarrassed of how I was behaving. I was a business owner. I was an equine professional. I was a barn manager and I was sitting there crying. And I think that was the turning point when I said, you know what, what am I doing? This is my business. It's my stable. And I'm not going to have someone talk to me like that. And I started learning not to do that. I wasn't going to let that happen in my barn. I don't talk to people like that. I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to accept that. And uh, I had to ask that person to leave our barn. And, you know, some of those hardest experiences that I had in our early years are the things that started to change me. And now I believe that had to happen for me to grow and I think it was a it was a great thing. I mean, isn't that how we change and grow? If life is always so easy, there's no reason for us to change and grow. And that is how I kind of grew up as far as being a businesswoman. And it was some of those hard knocks. And I had to <laughs> I had to do that. You know, I still cry about things. I get all sappy when I see something really cool happening with someone or I see a child riding for the first time. Um, but when it comes to business, it's a business and I don't cry when I'm dealing with someone that needs to go or I'm having a, a strong conversation with. They don't have emotion. They're just trying to pick at me and I'm not going to let them get there. It's hard sometimes. It's, it's a very crazy business because you're dealing with this animal that the owners absolutely love, just like we love our horses. I love my horses. I love my dogs. And the emotional side is ramped up like tenfold compared to another business. It, you know, you might get upset if your meal isn't right at McDonald's or a restaurant or the shirt doesn't fit right. But we're talking about a live animal <laughs> and the emotions are real. One of the things I think people get really confused about these days is the difference between being less tolerant and being crabby. I think people have confused the two to some point. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm crabby now and then. <laughs> we all are. I have my moments. Usually it's weather related, um, but I have my days when I don't want to be in the barn and I'm crabby. But I have definitely grown and become much less tolerant of things that, that I will accept in our stable, in our barn. I want things done a certain way. I think it's a matter of respect for how the business we have and how we do things, just like I respect my boarders and how they do things. But we as a society are not very tolerant of anything that we don't want to hear. And unfortunately, when someone tells you something 
or remind you of something that you don't want to hear, you know, you tend to go and tell someone, well, gosh, she was so crabby today. Man, she was on me again. She's so crabby. When maybe it wasn't that she was crabby, she's just done picking up your stuff and she's just done picking up the manure in the arena. Being less tolerant has nothing to do with being crabby. And I want you as a woman to own that and understand that. Don't take it so personal. You need to realize that sometimes people aren't going to like what you have to say. You cannot control if they get upset. And if they get upset because you reminded them of something five times and you're done reminding them, you know, they aren't the right person for your boarding stable. And that's just how it works. That is what makes a great stable with a great atmosphere is you have to weed out the people that just are going to cause this negativity and aren't going to follow the rules. Because you know what, for that one person who is not respectful, they're not following the rules, you might have 25 other people that do a wonderful job. And that one person not only makes life hard on you as the barn manager, but it makes everybody else irritable too, because they're not pulling their fair share. No one wants to clean up after someone else. So you have to look at the big picture of your stable and just remember, don't let yourself get upset about one person who maybe calls you crabby when all you're being is less tolerant and you're expecting them to follow the rules. It's something, another thing that I had to learn because I wear my emotions on, on my shoulder. You know, it's right there. And uh, you're going to have to just toughen up a little bit and figure it out and just understand that this is part of business and you're going to grow as a woman and you'll find that comfort spot where you know where you can handle things. And, you know, sometimes you need to walk away, go in the house for a while just to just to not lose it. And uh, so just remember, there's a big difference between being less tolerant and being crabby. You know, another part that goes with this whole scenario of changing and growing as a businesswoman is learning to say no is a great thing. It's one of the hardest two-letter words to say for women. But boy, when you learn to say it, when you can't say yes, when you know you need to say no, and you learn to say it, you are going to feel this huge weight lifted off your shoulder. And it's going to it's going to give root to confidence and leadership like you've never known. And there is no way to express how it feels until you do it. When we first opened, I was a yes girl. I said yes to everything. Honestly, we were asked and we were asked a lot of stuff, a lot of special uh, revisions, a lot of special changes, even people wanting their horses in particular herds. I said yes to everything. And that when I said yes, it meant more work for my husband every single time. Because you've said yes to something now, something else has to happen. It's going to cause a change in your program somehow. Otherwise, if they if it didn't, they wouldn't be asking. <laughs> How do you get women to learn to say no? That is a really good question. You know, I don't know what age you are, but if you are anything like me in my 20s and 30s, I said yes to everything. In my 40s, I finally started thinking about it. <laughs> and I think that happens with a lot of women. 
you know, we, we kind of are scared to say yes. We don't want to lose friends. We want people to like us. I'm now in my late fifties and I'll tell you, it's an awesome age because I just, I don't care anymore. And I realize I need to do what's best for my family. That is ultimately the most important thing. And the truth of it is, I love to be able to tell a client yes, and I want to say yes. But if I'm saying yes verbally to someone, but in my mind, I'm regretting it already and I'm saying no in my mind, then I know it's the wrong answer. Now, part of it has to also do with being a new business owner, because when we were first open over the first couple of years, I said yes to a lot of things, not realizing the changes it would make or all the work that was involved. And there were quite a few times that I said yes to something and I had to turn around a couple of weeks later and say no. In fact, one time in particular, I had to say no in like two days later and the person got very upset at me and they ended up leaving. I think for your particular barn, sometimes you're not going to know what works and what doesn't work until you're actually living it and you're set up and you know how your operation works. And there might be a situation where you can say yes to someone in your stable where I was not able to do it in my stable. I had that problem years ago with lights in our barn because I had a couple of people that wanted lights on their horses at night. Um, they showed and they wanted the lights on at night. And I said yes, and my husband even put the lights up. And then we realized quickly afterwards that a couple of days later, I had other boarders complaining. Our stall grills were open, so the horses, the light was shining into the stalls on both sides. And the other people were getting upset because they wanted it dark for their horses at night. It turned out our stable really wasn't set up for that. And I had to turn around and say no. But there are barns out there that are specifically designed where if you put a light in the stall, it's not going to shine into another stall. And in those situations, you might be able to do it. It's not a problem. It just didn't work for us. And that was a situation where I had to say no, even though at the beginning I said yes. It's just all those little things that you're trying to figure out. And it takes a while. I think when I look at all the things that we have to learn as women when we're running a business, one of the hardest things for me to navigate and learn because I wasn't sure who to talk to was boundaries. And I'm telling you, this is hard, <laughs> especially if you like to meet with people, you like to talk with them. Learning to be a business owner and a barn manager is hard when it comes to boundaries because you're on the farm all the time at your ranch or stable and you see people out there all the time and it's it's a great thing. They're out there riding, everybody's having fun, and the conversation could lead to things that aren't appropriate. You know, I think as a business owner and a barn manager, you need to separate some of the stuff. The clients don't need to know all your personal finances. They don't need to know your marital problems. And I didn't realize that at the beginning, and I shared a lot about our financial mess that we were in early on. And now looking back, I'm sure it scared the heck out of some of those boarders because they're probably wondering if we're going to go under and where are they going to move their horse? And you know, boarding barns close. They go out of business and I shared things that I shouldn't have because I'm kind of an open book that way. <laughs> and and it was bad. I, it was things I shouldn't have never done. So 
I want you to remember that when you're running a business, there are certain things that you just shouldn't share with clients. And I think smart businesses, businesses that are run very well and are healthy are run like that because the barn owner and the barn manager has learned that certain things do not need to be shared. The other part of it is I would walk into the barn and people would be talking and all of a sudden I would get into the gossip circle and they'd be talking about someone else in the stable. And I was, I wanted to be part of a group. I wanted to be part of everything. And now looking back, that was bad. I should have never done that either. First of all, it sets a really dangerous negative atmosphere for your stable when you are involved in gossip that has to do about someone else. And just listening in is bad enough. And sometimes you have to just walk away. Sometimes you have to say, hey, let's not talk about that stuff here. You know, we're not going to sit here and talk about other people. But the point is, it's going to put you in a very awkward position where you have to address it. And I make mistakes like that all the time. I think it's a work in progress. No one's perfect from it. And women are natural talkers. We like to be together and talk about things. And it's one thing if someone brings up something to you, maybe because they see a safety issue. But it's another thing if they're talking about someone's marriage or someone's child or someone's horse and they're ripping on them. So at that point, you have to take control of that situation. And that's why I'm telling you boundaries are so important to set. You need boundaries for your personal space. You need to also let them have their personal space and also the conversation. You need to have boundaries for that. And boy, if you can get that under control, you'll notice uh, a change in your atmosphere in your stable and your business that will be a much more positive atmosphere. And it's just something that takes time. It's not easy. Some of us are much better at it than others. I wasn't at the beginning and I had to learn. (laughs) My husband is very good at that. He's closed mouth and he just does his job. And I, I had to learn how to do that. You know, I also think as women, one of the most important things you need to figure out is what is truly important in your horse business. I honestly didn't know what was important in my horse business and I was excited for everyone that was there. We needed to fill all the stalls, but the things that I thought were really important 15 years ago, I now realize are not as important and I've changed so much in how I look at horses and people and all the little things that make the stable work. And that's something you're going to be trying to figure out and you're going to grow with. And it's amazing once you've been in your business for a few years, you'll look back and think, why did I get so upset at that? Why didn't I just go talk to that person without raising my voice? Now for a little advice, ladies, if I could say one thing, I want you to find a mentor, someone you can confide in, someone you can talk to, someone that you can meet with once a month who is not a client who's not at your stable. It could be another barn owner. It could be a trainer. It could be someone outside, a veterinarian. I think it helps to talk to another business owner because only a business owner, someone who's running a business is going to understand what you go through with clients. And 
I think that is very helpful. But when you're looking for someone to find as a mentor, you make sure they're a positive person. They run a great business, you know, make sure that they aren't going to lead you into this negative spiral downhill where you become bitter and angry. Don't, don't go to someone who's bitter as a business owner, go to someone who's running a healthy business who maybe makes mistakes, but they move forward. They learn from them and you know, they have a great reputation. So if I could tell you something that's so important, find someone to confide in, to talk to. It is so important. You know, when I worked for the school district, the teachers coming out of off of college and were in uh, their first year of job, you know, first year job teaching, an older teacher who had been doing it for a long time would come alongside them and be their mentor. They set that up specifically for that reason to help those teachers because it was overwhelming. You have kids and you also have the parents and you're dealing with a lot of stuff and young people out of college, they don't have that. So I think it's the same thing in the business world. And when you're running a horse business, you really need that. And I think as you grow in all these things I talked about, you're going to become more confident just by making mistakes, learning from them, realizing, okay, it's not the end of the world. And then moving on, moving on and growing from it, making changes, changing how you do things yourself, changing what you want for your business. And you are going to naturally become more confident in everything about it, the horses, the people, and the easy days will outweigh the really hard days. And uh, I think that's true. In the beginning, I felt like a lot of the days were really hard. I was stressed out all the time because of people and not knowing exactly what I was doing and trying to act like I knew what I was doing. And um, now I'm not as stressed out anymore. And when I make a mistake, I can easily say I'm sorry. And I, I ask forgiveness because I screwed up. And that is so important. So I want you to think about those things. And uh, I want you to learn to laugh at yourself because you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You need to relax. You need to laugh. And you need to say, okay, did I really just say that? Or did I really just do that? And you're going to have to humble yourself and remember that even as a barn manager, a barn owner, a trainer, whatever you do for a living, Go into it with a servant's heart, ask forgiveness, try to serve those people who are your clients. And if you make a mistake, ask, ask forgiveness. It's so simple and it changes the whole, it changes the whole dynamics of your business. So back to 2020, what a year. Wow. COVID. I don't even know what to say. I guess I don't need to say too much. You hear about it on the news all the time. But um, one thing I noticed, which was a huge trend, is that after the first lockdown for pretty much everyone in the world, but especially, you know, for here in the United States, I started seeing a lot of posts in different private groups of how burnt out horse trainers and barn managers, people in the equine profession, how burnt out they truly were. And they were realizing it because now they had a little reprieve from all the clients and they started realizing how burnt out they were and they wanted to change things. If you are feeling burnt out, then those are red flags. You need to make changes and you need to look at what you're doing and you need to start making a list of everything you love about your job 
everything that you don't like about your job, what takes the most time in your job, you know, even the financials make those changes because the one thing out of this whole pandemic is that I think people started to realize it was nice maybe being home with family. They could slow down a little bit. Life wasn't just on this roller coaster going 90 miles an hour all the time. So think about those things so that you're not so stressed out. It could be something as simple as addressing the barn hours, changing them for what you need for your family. It could be something as simple as not offering so many special services included in the board. Then you won't have as many to do. Sometimes you need to change them and and not offer some of them. It could be taking one day a week and... You know, you might still be doing chores, but you definitely keep it to a minimum. You have the opportunity right now, while things have slowed down, the horse shows have kind of slowed down, to make some of those changes and make your life easier. So today, to end this podcast, I just wanted to bring up a couple things. Um, The first thing I wanted to say is when I was writing this podcast and kind of thinking about what I was going to say, this Bible verse popped up in my mind and I wanted to share it with you real quick. It's Proverbs 31, 25, and it says, she is cloth with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. And oh my gosh, I just love that verse. Um, It's to have respect for yourself and embrace the changes you're going to make and have courage, have courage for the future. You are beautifully made. You are cloth with strength and you're cloth with dignity. And you deserve to be treated well. You deserve to be respected as a business owner. owner. And uh, I want you to get to the point that you can laugh at what's happened behind you with a laugh that, boy, I learned a lot. And you can even laugh because you don't have fear of the future. It's going to be a different Christmas for so many people this year, but the horses still need to be fed and watered and the chores still need to be done every day. Lessons will still go on and bills need to be paid. And I encourage you to take time as you are doing your chores to listen to that voice inside of you and make those changes you've wanted to make, but were scared to do. Only then can you see that your job can be so much easier and you will feel a little lighter each day as you grow. I want 2021 to be so much better for you than 2020 and start making the changes today in the month of December. Just start writing down what you want for changes and start taking them one at a time. It doesn't always happen all at once. You can't just change everything all at once. Make a list, pick one and change it and and chip away at it. And that's how we did it. And it, it worked. And I grew with every one of those things. I want to thank you for listening today to my podcast. And um, if I could plug in a little bit about my books, please check out my website at probarnmanagement.com. I have several books that um, I'm just so passionate about. I my favorite, One of my favorites is One Horsewoman to Another. This book will get you laughing. You will feel like I wrote about your life in some of the pages. And At the end of every chapter are thought-provoking questions where I really want you to think about yourself and your life and your business and how you want to change things. And it's called One Horse Woman to Another, Trading in Your High Heels for Muddy Work Boots and Finding Courage, Confidence, and Joy in All of It. And the book was a pure joy to write. And it's one of those books that 
once in a while, I still look at some of the quotes in there and it just makes me smile and even giggle once in a while. I want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. And God bless you and your family and the horses that are a part of your life. And from my family to yours, Merry Christmas.